photographers and welcome to wedding photographers unite episode number 70 i'm one of your hosts andy buscemi in good company with the chatty kathy of hudson valley himself <laughs> mr jimmy ferrara jimmy what's hey, up andy what's up man good to see you again did that did that throw listeners did that throw you for a surprise oh, I, a little loop i don't think so i don't think so no i don't but think that's so either I, I think they're used to you now um, i hope so uh, Neil Neil's not here. He's got some bigger commercial project thing, and he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. So it's uh, just me and Jimmy today. Um, and oh, uh, heads, yeah, yeah. You got to be in the club. We're part of the club. <laughs> so that's how this works. Uh, but uh, we've got a we've got a good topic for you today. We're going to talk all about contracts today. Um, but before we do that, we're just going to go through and uh, see what's been going on uh, with our businesses lately. So, Jimmy, uh, what's been going on the past uh, few weeks since we've heard from you? How's your business been going? Uh, how uh, are you in wedding season? We It's a good wedding season so far, and it's been a really good past two weeks. I had a opportunity to go to a wedding last weekend, I believe it was, as a guest. And it was real, real small, like right down the street from me. I could have walked there during the day friends of ours. Natalie couldn't make it. She had a, a, she was assisting someone else at a wedding. So I went and my gift to them was photography, which they were so thankful of. And I had a blast and uh, that was a lot of fun. And then this past weekend I had, uh, it was an odd weekend. I had a portrait wedding shoot on Thursday, mm. uh, which was the couple got married a week prior, but wanted to do something at this place called Mohonk, which is in, uh, in Hudson Valley here in New York, really nice place. So I did that Thursday for an hour or so. Friday, full-on wedding. That's a whole other podcast right there if you want to talk about that one. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, really big wedding. And then Sunday, a a vow renewal, very small. So it started small, went big, came back small again. And the weather here was perfect. It was a great, great weekend. I'm very grateful. Good weekend. Cool, man. Great. How about you? Um, I actually just got back from kind of your neck of the woods a couple weeks ago um, where I had uh, that uh, wedding out in Connecticut. and uh, I had a, a a really awesome second shooter. I mentioned on the podcast last time, thanks to Eric's recommendation to uh, work with a guy named Nick Cena um, out in Connecticut, and he was awesome to work with. And it was a, it was a cool wedding because you know it was you know I've shot a few weddings here in Buffalo, and a lot of the the the, the weddings I have that are outside of my area are usually friends or family of people's weddings that I've shot. It's all networking. I don't really. You know, I don't get too many inquiries outside of that, you know, um, but it was so I knew everybody that was there. It was an awesome wedding. Um, really enjoyed it. And um, and then came back home. And then I, cool. you know, I, I had um, I thought I was done with doubles this year, uh, but I had like a last minute booking for like a Friday wedding uh, a few weeks ago. So I had, a, I had a double wedding weekend this past weekend. And now I actually think I am legitimately done with doubles for the year. So oh, really? Uh, so that uh, that makes things easier. Um, where were you in Connecticut? What, I, what venue? I, I was in Farmington. Uh, it was uh, man, the Hillstead Hillstead Museum. It was unbelievably gorgeous. Uh, really, just a really nice, beautiful venue there. Um, and then I was at like the Farmington Country Club, I think, or Farmington Club. There's like two of them out there. I don't remember which, um, but I was at one of the one of the clubs out you there. You stayed overnight. Well. Yeah, I stayed. 
I, I just charged, you know, for the hotel room, a couple nights of hotel room. And what I do for travel is, you know, like uh, whatever the standard rate is for travel, you know, per mile from the IRS. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try to keep it as simple as possible. I, I'd rather book the wedding. That's kind of how I, I do, too. do it. I, I, they, they're usually, for anyone listening who's on the fence about this, the couple typically has no problem putting you up or you and an assistant up. Um, and it's And it's best to say this. It's best to say, look... Let's do the night before yes. and the night of so that I'm there and I'm not traveling two plus hours, four hours dealing with traffic the yes. morning of your wedding. Yes. And they are like – and it ends up being a nice little getaway. It, it ends up being a lot of fun. Yeah, 100%. And but what you just said too I think is like I just had an inquiry for like an Ithaca wedding, which from my area is maybe like four hours away. And it's the same thing. You know, like I'll just – when you present it in the way that you just kind of mentioned where it's like, Hey, you know, I want to make sure that I'm there for your wedding, you know, in the morning, I don't want to be dealing with traffic on the way in this kind of thing. Even if it is for right. me, when it's like anything outside of three hours, um, um, you know, I, I at least want to make sure that I have the hotel room for the night before. Um, and, and they're paying me, you know, for that. And, um, as well as the travel, once we get outside a certain amount of, amount of time. So, that's all I really care about. I, I'd rather book the wedding. Um, when it gets further outside of the area and we're talking about a multiple day shoot, then, you know, you got to you know, charge more because you're taking yourself out of your business for a longer period of time. Um, but it's all, you know, what is what is it worth to you, I guess, at the end of the day? Yeah, um, sure. So uh, that's pretty much uh, what I, where I'm at. I just, you know, came off the my last double wedding weekend and I'm kind of in the middle of book, you know, getting wedding books out to people. Um, I like see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, as far as the end of wedding season. And I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, and uh, yeah, and just kind of setting up meetings and, and the usual business of being a wedding photographer. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I juggle that and then headshots as well in the studio. So I got like, I got to like turn off the, the wedding mode. I got people, clients or couples rather asking me like, hey, just touching base on our album. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm almost there. I'm thinking, I didn't even start it yet. But I, I got to be honest with them to some extent, but this is totally the busiest month of the yeah. year, busy yeah. season. Yeah. I can't sit down and design a book right now. Totally. I think people don't, don't understand. A lot of people don't get that where it's like, I had this one couple just recently trying to set up an engagement shoot. And I'm like, nope, that's book. Nope, that's book. And they're trying to do it within like a couple week period. And I'm like, you know, like yeah. these days have been booked for like a long time. And like, and I won't, I, I'll only work like, like evenings, three days a week. Like I'll do like maybe two shoots, two nights a week. And that, you know, like I, I like to have at least two days a week where I'm not working at night during these shoots and all this, you know, oh, like, I, so I, I literally you. won't, I won't book it more than, so, so I'll do the three days or whatever. And I'm trying to get, you know, and even, you know, what I started doing too is like, um, my, my weekends are precious to me, you know, when, as far as like having time and, and wanting to have time at home when, when the Saturday shot, if I have just a Saturday wedding, I really want my Sunday. Like if, like, like, so I'm trying to encourage people to book during the week, um, you know, you know, and, and it's been pretty successful to me, you know, like, like, like those weekends are just booked. It's just the way that it is. I, I consider that, or I'm even writing things in my schedule in the way so that it's like, nope, I am just considering myself booked, um, for this weekend right. because, um, I need a day to recover after a wedding. I know it's a I wedding agree. weekend. When, when uh, when there's a weekend, we don't have a wedding or maybe a wedding on a Sunday and not a Friday or Saturday. Uh, that Saturday is like cool. And it, we don't do much. We don't like go out on a hike or go to some festival or do anything. We don't do anything. <laughs> Sometimes we'll just hang at home. It's nice. And then go out to our local restaurant 
and that's it, you know, for yeah. the night. But it's nice to have a yeah, Saturday. I, I guess that's what it is, is like, like I want to experience a little bit of the summer and a little bit of the fall with my partner, you know what I mean? And family and yeah. that kind of thing. Like, like that's important that we, that I want that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm alive to experience that too, <laughs> you know? So I'm not yeah. going to just book everything and every day isn't just magically open for, for everybody. Like you have to schedule some of those days for yourself, I think. And I guess that's kind of what I've gotten better at over the years. And, um, um, you know, couples are scheduling during the weekday. You know, when I say, Hey, this, this is booked. The next available weekend is November, you know, whatever, which it legitimately yeah. is like that's, you know, without going crazy, um, you know, and not having any time at all for a fall. Um, that's what, the next available weekend that I have. So, yeah, I agree. Um, and anyone, and for those who are listening, it's really important to maintain your sanity and not go crazy because for a lot of people include engagement sessions in the packages. I know we do. We, we include a studio engagement shoot and location will be additional fee because we have a studio and it's here. So whether Natalie's shooting the wedding or I'm shooting the wedding or we're both shooting it, I'll shoot the studio session. And then uh, now and then we'll get something that's on location and then I charge appropriately because I know I'm shooting a lot more and a lot more time in the edit. Mm-hmm. But when the I, – I don't – I won't just come in on a Saturday that I have open to open a studio up just for engagement shoot. I'm sorry. I, unless I'm here for other stuff going on, then okay. Yeah. But they're like – I get couples and they're like saying, oh, you don't have a weekend open – for a while, I'm like, no, it's wedding season. I don't. Yeah, I, it, exactly. I, have, I can do a night. I can do a Monday and Tuesday night. I tell them. Yeah. Those are my two nights I leave open. And, and the problem is, the week. is the fall. The problem is, is that the fall, especially in our area, is that sunset, you know, is so much earlier. Yeah. So people can't really schedule after work if they want light. Um, yeah. So it kind of forces the the issue on the weekends. But I, you know, I'm I've gotten better just saying like, hey, you know, it's it's a busy busy wedding season, and I don't have that weekend open because I legitimately don't, um, unless I go crazy and I and I need to recover. I'm not going to have an effective shoot if I've shot three days in a row, and I'm not also not getting any time on a, on a Sunday to to yeah. be with family and my partner. You know, so remember that this is a business and. You know, if you get if you get a speeding ticket and you go to go to court on a Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock, you make it happen. You right. know, and it's like same thing here. This is a business. Exactly. And, uh, weekdays, if you yep. need to take off work, so be it. You need to leave work early, fine. Yep. You need to cut a, an evening out of your schedule during the week. That's just the way it is. We yep. don't have weekends at our and any and everyone's behest to be like, oh yeah, sure, next weekend's good. Come exactly. And you know, and I think, um, you know, and everybody, people are going to fall in different places. You know, when I first started. I was all about just, you know, making it happen, making it happen and booking whatever yeah. I could. But I think, you know, when, you know, you and I have been doing this a number of years now, when you get to a point where it's like, um, you have to, you have to have a life too, you know, you don't want to be doing that your whole, your whole life. And, and, and our clients will understand that as long as we explain it in a way that's appropriate and they, you know, they kind of, they kind of get it, you know? So, so my clients have been much better about, about all that and scheduling during weekdays. And I've been kind of explaining explaining that hey it's busy wedding season during the fall and uh, it's been working out so and and they'll overall they'll respect that more from from the business owner the photographer mm-hmm. uh that you're like i'm sorry these are the days i can do a shoot and as opposed to just being so on the fly because what if you are like okay yes yeah, saturday works and then saturday it's raining all day and now you gotta reschedule it you're like well this is beyond anyone's control so stick to what makes you happy as the photographer and the business owner and let your clients try to work around that because let's face it you already have them as the wedding, you know, it's like you, you already got them. So you're just trying to make the engagement shoot work. Now, if it's, you don't have the wedding booked and you kind of want to get this wedding cause you know, it's going to be a big one. Then yes, that's the time to, to then bend a little on your own side to make the engagement shoot work for them and everybody's happy, but yeah, you got to keep your sanity. 
Uh, listeners, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. Oh, that was literally just as bad as Neil. That that was that, <laughs> that was. I, I mean, you can blame it on internet delay. You can you can say whatever you want to say, but I don't know. I think uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, you know. Well, it's it's not always Neil's fault. I guess is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> so uh, the show goes live roughly roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. Uh, and uh, yeah, and leave us a review in iTunes, just like. Hector from Miami did. Uh, Hector says, good entertaining show that covers the wedding photography industry, including trends and issues. Neil and Andy are a great team. Today it's Jimmy. Uh, And uh, we look forward to each new episode. So cool. That's great. Thanks, Hector from Miami. Um, uh, You can leave a review uh, just like Hector did. Uh, It's important. Uh, If you are getting things out of the show, we appreciate it. Uh, and uh, also uh, help us help you by sending in questions info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connecting with us on our Facebook group just go to Facebook and search Wedding Photographers Unite uh, we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you so our main topic today Jimmy Jimmy Fred, yeah let's dive right in man Chatty Cathy I'm, of the I'm Hudson excited Valley about this. Um, I, you know I figured um, you needed a nickname today you know I did yeah uh, you Jimmy know, Jam Neil's the mythical uh, legend of Oh, of urban, uh, the, of, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at making guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk contracts today and yep. we're going to kind of go through each aspect of the contract section by section. Um, why we have put the things that we've put in our contracts over the years. Uh, but before we do that, I think it's important to say uh, and mention this. Uh, and that is uh, neither you or I are lawyers. And neither you or I are lawyers in specific states of uh, that that the things that we're going to mention would, would be effective because each each state or country, you know, everybody has different legal rules and you really need to, at the end of the day, kind of consult a lawyer to look over your contract, make sure that it meets, you know, the expectations of that particular state to make sure that it would hold up in a courtroom should anything happen. Um, and, and on that note, I think we should also mention that uh, as far as contracts go, you hopefully never have to use them as in as far as uh you know legally or anything like that but if you do uh if you do need to to use them you want to make sure that you're covered and you are not going to run into a problem if if a couple isn't happy with a particular aspect of the the work that you are yeah. turning around or something happens it's out of your control so it's really contracts are about covering your ass as far as a business owner and uh, making sure that uh you know, if there were any problems, you're going to be able to take care of it. Uh, and, and on that note too, sorry, I, I'm kind of just <laughs> kind of think, okay. thinking out loud here, but, uh, covering yourself also includes, you should all have business li- liability insurance as well. Um, so, so, you know, especially if you're a sole proprietor and you're not, a, a um, uh, if LLC. you're, not, yeah, thank you. If you're not an LLC, um, or incorporated in, in some way, shape or form, uh, you, you have to be aware that, um, say that you shoot a wedding and things go terribly awry, uh, you can be sued for quite yeah. a lot of money, even possibly more than what people are charging or what you're charging. Um, yeah. And for, they you know, can, so they can come after your home if you own a home. Exactly. If, if you're not limited liability 
corporation? Is that what this yeah. stands for? Yeah, if you're a DBA um, or if you're a sole proprietor, you, you are right. all wrapped up, up in one. So so clients can come after you. Now, I actually am a DBA, but I have very good liability insurance, you know, so millions of dollars of liability. So if something were to happen to wedding, a light stand falls, something like that, um, you've, I've, I'm at least covered, you know, for a couple million before people could go after me, but they still could. It's still, it's still a reality. Um, right. and having a good contract in place, um, can help that as well. So, so, uh, there are different parts to a contract. Um, uh, maybe we should just go for like the, the easy stuff first, right? Which is like, yeah, well, well go ahead. I like to, I like to say that initially going back to what you'd mentioned, Andy is, mm-hmm. um, this contract is is made up by the photographer slash business owner. I'll just mm-hmm. call it the photographer for now. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that it's protecting you and then also a little bit on, of course, the client as well. You don't want to be all about if I can't do this, this happens. If this happens, then it's, you know, got to make it look like it's when the client's reading it, they're going to understand it and they're going to say, okay, good. So this is also protecting us. It answers their questions too. And mm-hmm. it's also good that it's not very legal mumbo jumbo that it's it's read like you would be talking to someone and very legible and very and forget all the big legal words get them out that can be replaced by something much easier if in case you don't understand what those words mean because if you ever download a real contract it's like there's words in there like why is here to throw in there like well i don't understand this stuff so just make it very simple and make it ideally one page i don't know about you what's your contract the, the the techie part of it so the techie part of it is uh 17 sections over two pages two pages and, okay yeah and i kind of agree with you on on making things uh legible but at the same time you have to make sure that it's going to hold up in a in a court of law should anything happen and honestly yeah. um that's more for a lawyer to decide than than us as long as we've had lawyers kind of look at it so but we can we can get there when we get there. all right i'm interested because i don't mine's not that long i'm interested to see what you have yeah so yeah. Th- i think this will be good for both of us uh, to kind of compare and contrast and see if there's things in there that maybe we should have there and why we have the things that we have in there uh right. can be interesting we may end up changing our contracts like 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 that's something i have the time to do right now <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i think this will this could be an, a good episode an important one as you know going right, so, through this so andy i got mine open right now i'm looking at it right now mm-hmm. uh i don't have that many points that many clauses mm-hmm. um but why don't we go it's kind of in the order of importance in a sense yep and then i have like a statement in there as well about group ports as well i'll get to that so what's okay. Your first up. What's your first up clause? So actually, before we even get into the technical stuff, let's okay, uh, sure. let's do the easy stuff first, um, okay. which is just basically, I don't, how does yours look? Because I actually, so I, let's maybe talk a little bit about how um, I put this contract together. And oh, I'm curious point. to know how you put okay. your contract together too. So I, when I first got started in, you know, like 2009 or whatever it was, I, I basically downloaded maybe a hundred different wedding photographers contracts. Yeah. And I kind of just pieced together something that I thought was, was like something that was going to work, you know, so it was better than, better than nothing. And I put together something that I thought, you know, was a, was a good contract uh, to use and better than nothing. And I think that actually isn't a terrible idea. If you have nothing, I think you should put something together, you know, just download a whole bunch of wedding contracts and get something together that's cohesive and that you understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, now that said, since I have done that, um, I've, I've had multiple, um, clients 
uh, wedding clients that actually have been lawyers and they've they've looked at the contract and said, hey, this looks pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, and kind of I've had lawyers look at it over the years and, and it's molded and shifted and changed um, as I've I've evolved as a wedding photographer in terms of the things that I've found to be important um, or not important. I've kind of pulled, you know. Um, so that's basically how my contract kind of came to be. And it's really kind of every, every few months I end up kind of changing a little thing or tweaking a little thing here and there, um, as I kind of, you know, go through the life of a wedding photographer. So what did you do Jim, when you first, uh, first started? I did the exactly the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and looking back from my first contracts from like, Oh three, I started, but then I didn't do many weddings that year, but Oh four, I was up and running. But even going back that far, it didn't really change much. Like there's a there's a page one that has logo up in the corner, J for our photography incorporated. Um, and then right below it, it has, uh, you know, big, it has like, okay, the wedding date. And I, I not only did I put the date, I put the day just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Because hmm. they're like, oh, no, we meant to say Saturday, March 23rd, not Friday, March 23rd. I'm like, well, there is no Saturday, March 23rd. Or what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So make sure I put the, the month, the day, the year, and then the day itself last and then I put the couple's names and then I have um a venue cl- location because to, to me that's the most important part mm-hmm. of the day mm-hmm. and where I'm going then mm-hmm. basic information like bride groom or bride bride or groom groom uh age occupation just to have mm-hmm. I like to have just to, just to know their mm-hmm. address and email mm-hmm. uh, both emails uh I got expected guests I got referred by just to put in there I got a honeymoon just to talk about in case we, they went somewhere but we've been band or DJ, and that's really it. And then there's a detailed uh, checklist that's more detailed the week of the wedding they fill out, but this is just the contract we're talking about. So then locations like pepperoni, uh, pre- pepperoni, <laughs> preparation, or if there's pepperoni there, that's great. <laughs> Ceremony, and then reception, start and end times roughly, boom. Then on the bottom, it's what package they're doing, and then it's listed in detail what that entails, like wedding day coverage, by James Ferrara and a second photographer for up to a eight hour day. We had this debate too. You, yes. You're, I, Andy, I do not agree with you on that. Oh, the whole day. I'm telling you, yes. it's going to bite you in your ass one day. So, but fine. Then <laughs> if, it, if it includes an album or not, digital files, studio engagement shoot, thank you cards, all the details about the package, package price, tax, total due, retainer, second payment, boom, a date, and then that's it. And then on the back, on the second page is the detail stuff, okay. their signature, my signature, date. Okay, so ours are actually kind of similar in that yeah. um, my first page is contact information, package I- information, um, the retainer, what that is. Uh, and then I also have you know, like an a la carte section if they were to order things individually, if they went with a lower package and then added things on. Oh, that, okay. That's kind of cool. And the reason I have that a la carte menu is because when they add things on, if they go with the lowest lower collection and then add things on, it's kind of not really the best decision to do that. Um, it's better to go for the middle package, for example, because they're getting a better deal. So that kind of sometimes convinces people when they're thinking, oh, you know, I'll go for that lower package and then maybe add on a book or add on a second now the way that I've been doing it. And then they kind of see the prices where they're like, oh, maybe we should go to that middle collection. And then that kind of um, kind of helps them maybe encourage them to see that there's a deal there if they go for one of the, one of the collections. Um, so yeah, so, so that, so basically I think, uh, you know, basically we're saying you want to collect your contact information, 
information about the wedding, ceremony, reception, times, as best they have them. Yep, as best uh, as, as they can, sure. Mm-hmm. And Just so you know, like, you know, in a, a year in advance, is that a day wedding or a night wedding? You know, do you don't have to give it ex- ex- exact times. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and then basically you have your, your collections or packages and then you just have your, you know, what your retainer is basically on that first page. Right. right? Okay. Are yeah. they, are use, the word, use the word retainer. Don't yes. use deposit. Yes. Use the word retainer because, uh, that could be a real problem if, uh, if you end up keeping the deposit, there's, there's some legal mumbo jumbo about that where basically yeah. the consensus is make sure you use the word retainer instead of the deposit because, uh, you, you can actually keep the retainer in the event that they, the client backs out. So that's that's a which just actually just happened to me a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe maybe one a year at best. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm similar. Something like that as well. It's usually one one a year, maybe two. And and then they don't question at all that they know they know they lost a retainer. It's never an issue. Yeah. Yeah. They understand it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that I think is the the straightforward part, and now we can. Now we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of our section yeah, you get, like clause said, by your, clause. Your, your front page is is simple, right to the point. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go overboard or anything. It's all laid out for both parties. And uh, and I, it sounds like you're still old school, like printing it out, signing it, giving it to them, and then scanning it. Is that what you do? Uh, so they can either with me, they can do it old school if they want to. Um, or what I, what I do is actually take the PDF if, cause a lot of my meetings are online with couples, um, out of, if they're out of town or whatever, and I'm able to, um, just put the, put the contract online. So I take the actual PDF itself. Um, I use Adobe document cloud. Um, you can upload the PDF to Adobe document cloud and, uh, basically they can fill out the contract, uh, you know, within Adobe system okay. and sign it online and then get that back to me that way. Yeah, most um, of my couples I, do that. I, yeah, I, I I just scan it and then put it in a, in a thing, and it's oh. probably a better way. Oh, but, so yeah. so you were you were telling me I was old school, but look who's old school. You're, you're <laughs> I sc- am old school. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I don't like. The, I looked at the <laughs> online one, and that, that actually the, that makes sense with the Adobe PDF because it's still a PDF. Yeah. Afterwards, you can edit within it. Um, I'm you, afraid though. I mean, obviously, you have the power to edit. What if they go in there and they, they have they have to fill it out? They can't go in there. No. You can okay. you can choose so basically you all you need is your your PDF of your contract. And if you go to Adobe Document Cloud, um you, there is a cost to it, but I actually got in like super early and I have like ten free signatures a month by doing something. I forget what I even did. Um so uh you know, so I actually don't really pay anything for it because I, I was like grandfathered in to like it used to be Echo Sign and then Adobe bought it. Um oh, yeah. And uh, so basically, uh, you just upload your PDF, and then you choose what they fill out, what they have to fill out um, or not, and then they sign online, and it you know gets turned back around to you. I'll look um, into that, Andy. It's a good idea. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Um, okay. So going on to the the nitty gritty section by section of the contract, the things that we have in there, and why maybe what we'll do is kind of go back and forth. I'll go through a section, and then if you have a similar section, you can describe yours, or you can start. Maybe, why don't you start, Jimmy? Let's do that. Okay. Start with a section, and then I'll tell you what my similar section sounds like, and we'll kind of go back and forth until we get through all of of our contracts and the reasons that we have the things in that we do. Good idea. Okay. Uh, First up, um, I don't have a number next to it. It just says the word uh, in bold and and italic, exclusive photographer. Boom. Next. James Ferrara is the exclusive photographer retained by the client for the purpose of photographing the wedding and, wedding and any pre-arranged portraits. Family or friends are permitted to photograph throughout the wedding day. 
as long as they do not interfere with JFP's duties. So that's very important because you get someone rolling in there with a camera and you go up to them and go, look, you got to give me my time you know, to do what I'm being paid for. And they're still all over you and they're still annoying you and they're still in your face. You can go right to the, the groom or bride at that point and be like, look, you got you to step in. I did everything I can with this person. And if they're like, no, I, I, my cousin's a photographer. They're going to also shoot over your shoulder. You can then go back to this first clause or the word exclusivity somewhere saying we have an agreement that you want me to do what I'm paid for. You got to let me have freedom to do that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's for their benefit. It really is. It's not, you know, it's, it's the last thing I want to do and anyone wants to do is deal with Uncle Bob with their camera. You want to just have the freedom and only slows things down, only hurts a couple in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I should also mention, um, I don't know if you do this or not, but when you have your client meetings, do you go through these points point by point do you do you choose what you want to go through and talk about or how do you do that with the actual you mean on the contract yeah on the contract itself do you actually talk about that with the couple no No. i'll let them read it i give them their time Mm -hmm. um sometimes they just go look at it and sign it other times they do read it through it and then they might have a question yep um i i go over stuff the week of the wedding uh with them and that's more in detail and i talk about doing this family group time and all that stuff but mm-hmm. i don't really go point by point with okay. them now yeah i i don't go point by point either although i i do hit up some of my bigger points so 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 as we're kind of talking through each section here i might i'm gonna tell you what my contract says and then if if i actually mention it to the couple when i'm meeting them on the initial console because i actually do go through it um not not every single point but i would say about uh 30 to 40% of the points, I actually say, okay. hey, let's take a look at this one and let's talk about a couple things, you know, and okay. and, and I kind of tell them what, um, you know, why I'm saying what I'm saying here. So, but, so this one, actually, I don't, I don't say anything to the couple about, I just kind of let, you know, let them read it if they want to read it. Um, but mine is very similar to yours as far as the exclusivity, the guest photography. Um, I don't even really need to read it because it's so similar to yours. Um, other than to say that, you know, I don't really, um, I never want to get into that with a couple unless something becomes a problem. You know, sometimes a couple will say, hey, I've got an uncle that's really, you know, like, you know, has a camera and it's going to be all over there. And I'm like, you know, as long as it's not during wedding party photos, shots of the two of you as a couple, um, and he's not, you know, things aren't getting crazy during the day. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say anything. That's it's the least of, of my concerns. You know, I do bring mm-hmm. up the idea of, an unplugged wedding um, when it comes up naturally, but I, I don't myself push it. Um, uh, it. But if it does come up naturally, um, I do have a conversation about it. And maybe that's something that um, I, I kind of like to only get into things when, when, when they have, when I need to. Um, and I know some photographers are really about, you know, pushing unplugged weddings and that kind of thing. I just don't. Um, but, but if it comes up in conversation, I'll, I'll express my feelings and opinions on it. You know, when you have a mother of the bride holding an iPad in front of her face and she's not actually watching the ceremony like that, it just drives me nuts. You know, like that I'll, I'll bring it up. Nuts. Um, I go right to the mom and go, look, no one knows that you're going to be here. According to our photographs, you have that thing in front of your face all day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say it just like that. And then I'm right. I'm, I'm matter of fact, you know, we're in New York. We're yeah. like, Hey, put that away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my job. I want to get reaction shots of you re- of reacting to your yes. daughter getting married, you know, and you got this freaking iPad in your face. Like, like, what are you doing? Um, we, uh, we have a whole blog in the works. We're compiling all these photos, good and bad about like exactly this. And then I'll let you know when it's up. Yep. 
So, okay. right, so what do you got for uh, for that topic on the exclusive? Anything related? You know, nothing that's uh, – yeah, I don't want to get too technical as far as like listeners. I don't want to just like read off you know, yeah. everything to our listeners if it doesn't really – if it's not going to add anything. All I can say is that it's very similar to yours and yeah. I don't think that um, – you know, I don't really mention it to the couple unless things come up, basically. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd um, put that first because some people might forget that and it might be the obvious thing to, to – it's like the obvious, but you, you, you don't want to assume it. So just put in there somewhere that you're the hired exclusive photographer for the day. Mm-hmm. Professional, yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go to some of my first points on mine and, and they are reservation and cancellation. Um, okay. And I kind of I do mention these to the couple. What I say to the couple, and then I'll read you what it actually says. What I say to the couple is, you know, and just so you know, uh, the the retainer is. Um, what I say is, don't stop liking each other because if you do, the reservation deposit goes away. Nobody ends up happy. I'm not shooting a wedding. You're not getting married. Nobody likes that. So so don't stop liking each other. Um, but I do mention, you know, this. But this is for my numbers two, and numbers three. Uh, the uh, the contract um, is not signed. Um, is not effective until the retainer is paid and the contract is signed. So the contract is just not good until those the signatures are there, basically, is what it's saying. I think that's an important point. Um, at the okay. time the contract takes takes place, um, I will reserve the date and time agreed upon, will not make reservations except, um, except for these clients on the said date and time. The client understands that the service provided by Andy Buscemi, Buscemi Photography, is unique, and for this reason, the, the, the client, if the client cancels the contract for any reason, including acts of God, all monies paid um, shall be retained by Buscemi Photography in order to offset its loss of business in regards to the deposit and to the, to the retainer. Um, yep. And then, now I have this policy in here. I'm going to read number three, cancellation. Uh, and I'm just going to read it word for word, and then I'm going to talk about why that's there and how much I actually enforce it. Um, cancellation must be provided in writing important um to andy buscemi and uh, to andy buscemi buscemi photography in the event that the client cancels the wedding photography services from signing the contract through nine months before the wedding ceremony takes place the client agrees to pay liquidated liquidated damages equivalent to the retainer up to nine months um in the event that the client cancels the wedding photography services nine to six months before the wedding photography wedding ceremony the client agrees to pay buscemi photography liquidated damages equivalent to 35 percent of the of the collection costs in the event that the client cancels the wedding photography services six months, the 21 days prior to the wedding ceremony, the client agrees to pay um, Bushami Photography liquidated damages equivalent to 50% of the collection cost. In the event the client cancels the wedding photography services less than 21 days prior to the wedding, the client shall be required to pay the full balance due. Um, so that's... Let's talk about that. Let's definitely talk about that. Yes. Um, uh, let me you... ask you a question. Yes. Um, let me back up a bit. So... I don't know if you want to give out an actual number of what your retainer is initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it sounds like your initial retainer is a comfortable number that they could be like, oh, I can afford that right now. Boom. And everything else. So as if to say, like, what, let's say you get a cancellation uh, within that 21 days, but they still owed you the balance. And it was just a, a no album, no third payment, just a first payment and a second payment. Yes. Um, would you be... Now you gotta you gotta hunt them down. Let's like, well, I'm not, I'm just not paying you because you're not doing the work. I don't care what the contract says. Take me to court. Right. Fine. Now you gotta deal with all that. I would but never would. You, so okay. so so now here's the here's why this is in there. Never. Okay. I would never actually hunt somebody down. Like if they cancel 21 days before, um, I personally wouldn't actually hunt them down to get the rest of that money. I just wouldn't. Um, however, the reason that I have this in there and the way the reason that I have this in here the way that I do 
is because a few years ago I had a client pay me the full balance, like two years before the wedding or a year and a half before the wedding or something like that. And I don't want to be thinking about what if this, this couple cancels. I don't want to be responsible for returning for, for like looking at my business account, checking account balance and then thinking, Oh, th- they, this client paid me early. So I better, um, you know, you know, like, I don't want to be thinking about that. That's fine if you want to pay early. I actually encourage people not to, but I, I even encourage this couple not to, but they still did. They still paid the balance early. And I don't want to be in a situation where um, the couple cancels and then I've got to come up with, with money, you know, that isn't in an account that I don't want to be looking in my account and thinking, oh, I better not, um, I better not spend this. You know what I, you know, right. I, I just don't, well, I don't yeah, want to be doing that. Sure. So, so, so that's why that's in there, you know, um, and the reality is, as a push comes to shove, I'm not really enforcing that. I'm not going to hunt people down for it. But if you pay early and and then and then the wedding gets canceled, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go crazy thinking about that. You know, right. it, it's an extra cover your ass kind of thing. That's why that's in there. I would never enforce it. The clients, I've I've only had maybe one or two people that have looked at that and said something like, "Hey, I don't like the way that looks." And honestly, when when I did have that happen one or two times, I was like, okay, cool, we'll change it, and I and I've adjusted it um, to something else. But I would rather have the contract over protect myself in the case um, that something happens, um, and then then worry about it. So so my contract is written in a way that I'm kind of over protecting my business. Um, I would never actually, as a human being, like enforce that, but. But I want to overprotect my business essentially. So that's yeah. that's basically why that's written the way that it is. And I don't really have people, like I said, out of, you know, I've had you know this this particular contract with that in it signed, you know, probably over a hundred times now, and I've had one or two people say something about it. So all right, um, that makes it makes sense. Like like it, you're you're really just going. For me, I decided a while ago, I like the number fifteen hundred as a retainer. If the wedding gets canceled, I'm like, okay, well, I lost at least half that because I didn't do the job. But you know what? I didn't do the job, and I'm making $1,500. And yes, I could have booked a date, but um, maybe I didn't. Maybe I turned away a job. Either way, I'm okay with that number should a cancellation come our way. And in the past, I did like $500, and then I'm thinking that's just too low for me to say no to other clients that I'm not – you know, that I'm not available for. So yeah. it used to be 1200. I made it 15 and I'm okay with that. And most couples, they, they don't really bat an eye over that number. Yeah. They're, they're okay with, with 1500. So that's, and then that's it. And then they cancel, um, they, they lose it. I don't have, I'm not as detailed to you. It just flat out says any money paid is non-refundable and non-transferable. Um, I might do a studio shoot on me, but I'm not going to just take that money and then do something crazy, some local, some family party on me. I, I'm sorry. We, we had a contract for a reason you are now canceling it. I'm yep. sorry. That's just the nature of business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, why don't you go to one of your next uh, Um, I have there. something about engagement portraits that it only takes place here in studio. Location additional charge. That's no big deal. Travel and meals. I have something about um, if it exceeds 40 miles from the studio, uh, a fee will incur but i don't doesn't have an actual number there because it all depends if mm-hmm. it's traffic if it's long island new york whatever the case is mm-hmm. and then a meal is must be provided for myself and any assistance the day of the wedding um as well and i so, you know people don't know this because i used to work in the film business for years and 
Yeah, if they didn't break the crew six hours after call time, we would bill them meal penalties every 15 minutes because it's state law, six hours on a, on a location, yeah. you have to break for a meal. Mm-hmm. And there was one day, me and my team, we made over $1,000 each just on meal penalties because they never broke us mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Like, you you know, it's it's legit. We have to eat and we can't just grab a bagel and go, you know. So mm-hmm. the meal thing is important in there. And then I got, uh, I'll stop after this one, then copyright, which is just your basic JFP owns all copyrights um, to images. And you can go on and on about that. That's just standard practice. The people, the yeah, client so, has the but, usage rights, but they don't have the copyright. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. I, I just kind of want to go section by section, though. So you're on the food sure. service. I have that same section in there. Um, okay. six hour, you know, if it's hired by more than six hours, we need a meal. Um and then what I also have in there is in, in the event a meal is not provided, um, you know, photographers may leave the event for up to 60 minutes plus travel time to the nearest location wow. for a meal without coverage at the wedding. That's a, that's a, I would never do that. But yeah, that's exactly. Plus put in there. It scares them. Yeah, exactly. I would never do it. I would never do it. I always bring something to eat anyway. Yep. Always. I would always, never, always. I would never do it, but I, I don't want to, again, I, my contract overprotects me. It overprotects my business if something happens. And I do want it to scare them a little because I don't want to deal with that issue. And I've never had that issue. And I always talk about it in a way um, that, yeah. you know, is, is fun. I actually do mention that point, um, you know, but I say it in a, in a way that's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, hey, you know, like we need a meal. Like we, I'm a human being, you know, uh, yeah. don't forget about us, you know. So that I actually, but I bring up that point, but it's how you talk about it, you know. And, but the the reality is, is that, you know, I want to overcover my business. You know, I think that's the point of the contract. Yeah. So, if um, I, and a, and a little tangent, I, I advise anyone that's working more than six hours, definitely an eight hour day, just bring a sandwich, bring a wrap, bring a bagel with something on it, bring something. Cause during the day, right around ceremony time, you're not going to see food for a while. You might not get to eat during cocktail hour if you're doing portraits. So, just don't assume, oh, well, you know, cocktail hour starts at five. I might get a little of that, and then dinner's at seven or eight. I'm good. Well, if you, your day started at noon and you ate a big breakfast beforehand, fine. But like around three, four o'clock, maybe five o'clock, you're like, I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah. You know, you're moving a lot. So I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I always bring a wrap with me or some, something neat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on to another section uh, final sure. image delivery. Oh, good. Good. I'm going to read this in its entirety. Following the wedding. Andy Buscemi. Buscemi Photography agrees to have all portions of the final image delivery as described in each available collection above completed no later than four months following the wedding date, assuming a timely response from the client regarding selection of any photos, approval of wedding book design. That's sentence one. And let me just say, I'm, I'm overprotecting myself. Well, do I actually take four months? No, but no. I'm overprotecting myself. Images are selected and edited at Andy Buscemi, Buscemi Photography's discretion. Big. Um, and delivered work will not include all images photographed. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to keep reading my name, the business name the whole time. I'm, right, right. <laughs> so so um, it says, I reserve the, the creative right to edit and release only those deemed credible as professional and quality and within my artistic standards. The client understands and agrees that wedding photo- photographs um, on USB drive from the wedding ship with the wedding book, and there's a fee, um, should the digital photographs be delivered prior to shipment with the wedding book. I had that in there because um, I want I want some time for the gallery to live where, where people can order 
prints through my website and maybe I'll get paid from family members. You know, I don't want to just give yeah, them the, the digital photos right away. So like I want, I deliver the USB drive with the wedding book. And so I say yeah. that, say that, Hey, if you want that early ahead of the wedding book, that's fine, but I'm going to charge you a little fee for that. You know? Um, yeah. What if they, if they're not doing a book? Um, if they're not doing we, a book, then we, we, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the secret. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that does. I probably do, you know, but I have that in there, you know, and I yeah. hate to say it, but it's just like, um, I know, I know I've heard of photographers not releasing them the files for a year and I'm like, I just don't, I don't agree. I with don't that. agree with that either. Yeah. I, just and, just and, let it go. And again, I have to be honest too. Would I ever really enforce that? No, yeah. no, I really don't. Um, but it's, it's cause it's like, I, I end up being friends with my clients, you know, like I care about them. Like sure. I don't want, I don't want to, I want to deal with money once and not deal with it again. But Again, my contract, I want it to overprotect. I want them to be a little bit like, hey, we better take the business, his business seriously. Um, and that's kind of why I have it written the way that I do. Uh, and then the I like last, what you said. I like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done? I almost got one more sentence. Okay, um, okay. It's, uh, the client understands and agrees that the password protected online gallery is available for three months and that such and such a fee will apply should the online gallery be needed past this time. Okay. So that's what that um, section says. I like what you said about the... Uh, the delivering of not every image there's there is an edit involved and i might incorporate that in mind i don't have anything like that i also don't have anything that says i release images in a certain time frame i don't say anything it's usually two three four weeks at the most four weeks i don't think anything's been more than five yeah but um if they ask i'll tell them and i'm like i can't say anything because i just don't know you know And, and sometimes what if something happens to your computer and you got to get a new one and that one's not working right and all the images are safely protected you know, yeah. but you just, you're two weeks behind, then you go away on somewhere. And now you're another yeah. week. That's I don't want to four months. Time for me. Yeah. For, you're right, Cause, you're cause right. really, more than cause really there's no reason it should ever take more than eight weeks, you know, no. um, at least in my right. world. And, and so the four months thing is if something like that happens and it's just kind of overprotecting, but I do think that's huge. I think it's huge yeah. to say in there, um, not that part, but well, that part too, obviously it's in there, but, but the part where it says that, um, what was it? Yeah. Read that again. Um, images selected and edited are at my discretion. I'm, I'm, you know, it doesn't say that, but I'm saying I don't want to keep saying my business name all the time. Um, and delivered work will not include all images photographed because sometimes you get those those messages from the mother of the bride. Can I see them all? Um, you know, yeah, and, no. and, and and I don't. I've never had to. Like I said, you never want to use your contract. And matter of fact, I never have. I've never needed to use it over photographing 200 plus weddings or whatever that number is, you know, Uh, more than that, whatever it is. I've never once had to use my contract. However, and it's about how you talk to people. So when I've gotten that email from the mother of the bride that says, hey, can I see all the images? I have this response back. Hey, you really don't want to see them all. Here's why, because I select the best and you have to trust. You know what I mean? Like I've got a way that I talk to to them that, that makes them understand um, but I do have my contract in the case the, the you get some really crazy mother, mother of the bride's bride, whatever who it is, and it does get to a legal issue, then then I've got this written in there. I've got it written in there. Hey, not all photographs, not all images will be delivered. So you want to take me to court because you think that you, you know what I mean? Like you want to see everything yeah. like, sorry, this is the contract that you signed, you know? So, so that's why that's in there the way that it is. And I've never had a problem and I hope to never have to use my contract, like actually have to use it. Um, but it's in there for that exact specific reason. That makes, no, that so. makes sense. I, I, I get that. We both get that um, collectively and individually uh, quite often about like, um, 
you know, not maybe now and then about can we see everything or is that everything? But then I, like you said, once you explain to them, like, look, you don't need to see 400 photos of group shots when they're all exactly the same. You know, you remember the day I was like rapid fire, you know, 10, 12 frames a second in bursts. You know, they're all the same. And then they, they get, they get it. They, yeah. they get it. But, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a, a culture. There's a one client asked to have everything and I did charge them appropriately for it. And it was a culture thing. They were, they were Asian and I don't remember. Uh, what their excuse was they just it's just a thing with them and they just wanted everything good or bad i was like all right I got, i'm gonna charge you because i'm not releasing it out of camera I, I, i'm not doing that yeah. you're not getting the raw files and i have to edit those the, the ones i was gonna the, the non-culled images you know yeah. so yeah once only yeah. but um I, that you've been good points there and the only thing i have to say about that in response to your whole clause there was uh about digital files and reproductions that i say that the uh, uh, the client may produce the digital image for personal use uh, only without having to gain the consent of JFP. Um, but the client agrees that uh, I, they, they're releasing the images for my use for social media, printing, albums, advertisements, all that stuff. I own the copyright. You're releasing that to me. Yes. Uh, right. So I have a separate copyright and model release section. Okay. Um, which basically similar similar idea and i think a lot of, if you don't understand copyright there's an episode on copyright we spend a whole yeah. episode on copyright so go back and listen to that one is with james cavanaugh um but basically um we're not giving away copyright we're giving away a print release you know so that so that our clients have a release to print and have images on their own the only thing they can't do with them basically is sell it or use it commercially. That's what I tell them. Yeah. Um, but if you read the nitty gritty of my copyright section, it says the photographs, digital negatives, or prints produced by AB. I'm just going to say AB. How about that? Because I liked how you That's said That's fine. Yeah. yeah, I say JFP. Um, That's fine. Uh, by AB are protected by U.S. copyright law, all rights reserved. And AB retains the copyright to all photos and images produced upon final payment, the client. Um, uh, limited copyright light release of the resultant images will be provided to the client under which the client may reproduce any physical image prints for personal use. The client may also reproduce and dis distribute images via online distribution, but agrees to use the watermarked version of the images, identifying that the image was produced by Andy Buscemi, Buscemi photography. Um, this is, that part is actually kind of older and I've never updated it. I would never enforce that, but um, prior to an event where the client intends to publish photographs, this, this is important though. Prior to an event where the client intends to publish photographs or use photographs commercially, the client must first obtain additional usage rights from mm -hmm. AB. Um, so if you want to use that image on some corporation's website or whatever, they, they legally must contact me first. And that's why that is in there. Um, that's very important. Um, you know, um, I, I, that line in particular, I think, is very important. Prior to an event where the client intends to publish photographs or use photographs commercially, the client must first obtain additional usage rights, which costs money, right, from AB. Sure. Um, and then my model release, again, is kind of overprotective, and it's, and it's as much as I need. Um, my model release is basically the client assigns and grants AB and its legal representatives and assigns the, the unrestricted right to use and publish photographs of the client in which the client may be included for editorial, trade, display, website, and internet promotion, um, photographic contests, advertising, it's basically just anything, photography books, instructional books, for any other purpose except pornographic or defamatory in any manner and medium. Um, and to alter the same without restriction, the client hereby releases AB and its legal representatives and, and assigns from all claims and liability 
related to said photographs. So basically, I can do whatever I want with them as long as you're not defaming somebody using something yeah. pornographically. Um, and and I think that um, most 90% of all couples that read that are fine. Sometimes I have had couples that have said, or even lawyers in particular, that have looked at that and said, hey, can we can we change this? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like Like, if you want privacy... I don't need to use them, but I have that in there to make my life easier if I do end up using something, if I want to use it for something later. That's why I have that in there the way that I do. Um, but if you want to if you want to update that, um, if, you're not, if you're not comfortable with that, that's totally fine, and we can just change it. I'm happy to change that. So I've, so I've often updated that if somebody's not comfortable with it. Like I've had an FBI agent before. Um, I've had different people that are like, hey, you can't use my image. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I'm just going to change that section, you know? Um, so that's why I have that in there the way that I do there. Okay. Um, what um, else you got? That makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump to like things that I think are like maybe different or important. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have something similar. I have all that, like you said, in the shorter form. And I have a, a thing here that says consent of participants. So the client warns that all participants in the event freely give their consent to being photographed and consent to the same usage of their likeness as described above client assumes responsibility for such release and authorization. Now, I don't know how legal that is, you know, but if you get a celebrity right. at the wedding, uh, which I've had a couple times, um, you know, they're going to be in the, they're going to be in the photos. And I think at that point they're used to being photographed, whatever. Again, if someone says, Hey, you never got my, someone's a celebrity and they go, you never got my permission. The publicist contacts you, you're posting all these pics. You at least have this here. And I think that's going to save you right. again. That's that's a Except, little yeah, green. Some of these, yeah, some of these. That's the thing. Well, like even when you talk about a model release, fine. I've got the model release from the bride and groom, but I don't have a model release from somebody that's in the wedding party, somebody that's a guest. So legally, yeah, even, even though we write or slap these things in the contract, legally we actually don't. You know, it's it's a very gray area whether or not we should legally be publishing them, especially because our businesses are commercial. It's a very gray, deep, dark, you know, deep rabbit hole that, that this kind of goes in and I don't, we don't, we can't get that in depth with this. Other people have had this conversation before, but, um, but it is something to be aware of, you know, like, like the model release really is only good for the people that are actually signing it. You know, these other people aren't actually signing it. The guests aren't signing it. The wedding party isn't signing it. The mother right. of the bride isn't signing it, you know. So um, we, we at least need to be aware of it. And if so, if a mother of the bride or a guest ever contacted me and said, hey, I don't like you using my image on your website for commercial use, I would be like, oh, okay, uh, my apologies, and off it goes. You know, I would immediately do that if somebody didn't have a problem yeah. with it. Yeah, and if, it's a, and if it's a great shot, you you got to be like surprised and be like, that's that's a – Great image of you. You're laughing. You're having fun. There's people in the background. Like I would explain. I would be like, "Why? Please let me put this great photo up." You know. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta. But if they gotta, if they if they're not into it, um, you know, that's uh, yeah. We, don't, we ultimately do don't have their their model release um to do. I've had so. that happen. I've had a bride not happy with a photo or two, and I pulled it, and I'm she was crazy because the photo looked great, but fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I then go on to let's talk about failure to perform. If we have to cancel, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But. Uh, cooperation. I have a thing about that. Uh, yes. Go through your cooperation, then I'll go through mine. Okay, it's pretty easy. It says the the parties agreed to positive cooperation and communication for the best possible result within a definition of this assignment. JFP is not responsible for any key individual's failure to to be present or to cooperate during uh, photography sessions, neither for any missed 
images. Okay, I see how that's worded. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I try to condense this, so it might not be grammatically perfectly correct. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, So basically that's saying, uh, hey, I'll cooperate. You guys got to cooperate. I can't have anyone too drunk at the wedding interfering with something, you know, and it's causing problems. Yep. Mine actually is exactly similar to yours. I just have something about, hey, make sure you schedule a pre-event consult, which means let's talk over the phone about your itinerary or meet in person at the studio about your itinerary. Don't forget to do that. Um, yep. And basically, um, shooting should start at the time that we've scheduled. Um, and if it doesn't, I'm not going to be held liable for any failure to take any photographs. Um, and I, what I, so the point, I actually do bring this up at the meeting, and I basically say, because um, one of the sections, one of the sentences is, the bride and groom must agree to set aside an hour and a half to two hours for photographs that cannot be obtained otherwise. So I always mention, like, hey, you know, I want to do an amazing job at every wedding I photograph, but I can't do that if we don't have the time to do that. So I ask for an hour and a half to two hours minimum of time between wedding party, family photos, shots of the two of you as a couple. You give me that amount of time, I'm going to work at the level of work you see in my portfolio. If it's less than that, it's going to be much more difficult for me to do that. So, um, so I kind of mentioned that almost exactly what I just said word for word. And, uh, and then that kind of brings up the idea of first looks and then I get into all that. Um, and I've been very successful lately with first looks. I think about 70% of my weddings lately have had first looks because I actually mentioned that specifically what I just mentioned. And I'm talking and I even tell them right then and there at that meeting, I'm like, and when I say an hour and a half to two hours, I mean an hour and a half to two hours of actually shooting. That's not driving. Um, we have to think about the drive times from one location to another and 20 minutes on a wedding day becomes four thirty. You know, I'm with a wedding party yeah. coming in and out of the car, so we need to think about all that. And I, I'm just, you know, I want to do a great job, but I need that amount of time um, to produce the level of work you see in my portfolio. If it's less than that, um, it's going to be much more difficult to do, and your day is going to be more stressed. Um, and yeah. then I kind of go through all that, um, and it's, uh, I think, important to mention that. And that's, that's, I think, has led my business up to be very successful because my clients are giving me time, and my level of work is being is is going up because they're giving me the time i fight for my time and i do it right at that meeting and if they don't want to want to um you know if they're not cool with that then that's okay i'll wait for the next couple that is and they always are once i explain it every single time um but i i want the time i don't want to be rushed i don't want to feel crazy um and because they're going to feel crazy um what i actually should add to this what i've been thinking about adding to this section and this is kind of now talking out loud about how these things mold and change and shift, right? Is I actually want to mention something about videographers here too, because I'm, I'm saying I want an hour and a half. I'm also talking about, I want an hour and a half of time to direct. And that includes videographers. Do you know what I mean? If they're going yeah. to take a half hour to direct, then I'm we're, you need to plan on even more time. You, you know, like I, sure. I actually need to update this part of the contract and put that in there. So that I can specifically mention that because I want to start be having more conversations with my couples when they're booking about videographers and how that impacts the day. And if you hire a videographer that's that's hands on versus you hire a videographer that's hands off, I, I want to put that in the section and I need to start talking about that. And so now you're hearing me think out loud about about some things that I've I've had recently no, that happened at point. weddings. So, um, yeah, it takes good time. Point. It takes time. If yeah. you know, um, if uh. If there's two people directing, that is not the same amount of time. It's a less. It, I, I hate that. There's times when I'm like, I mean, you know, I'll do something, and if it's not like someone we work with or someone under us, we have someone that works with us now. We have two different teams, but uh, uh, you know, I never actually done this, but I've gotten close a few times, being like, look, let me have my time, you have your time, 
and, but we can't work right now. You, you over my shoulder, and then I'm trying to do something, and you give a wrong direction that's not good for yeah. me, or vice versa. Oh, you know, it's like dude, we're just the, fighting. Over oh, the, and the other thing that kills me about about that is when it's a videographer that doesn't know how to direct. There is a there is a flow to a shoot. Um, there is a flow to a shoot in terms of the way that you're posing people, and there's an energy to it. And when a videographer steps in and says some terrible comment. Or like isn't directing a couple in a right way to make them feel good, like it entirely ruins the flow of that shoot, and and it's yep. and and the people get photoed out and videoed out at some point. Like a couple will get photoed out at some point, and it, I would rather have an you know, it it just kills me because the the level of work ends up not being what it is because you know somebody else is jumping in there. And giving not good directions and and killing their mood for for the ability to create photos and the and the amount of time that it takes. So that's uh that's I need to start talking about that. And and the things that I'm even saying right now, I obviously I tell to the couples when they first come into book, but but I say it in a way that's very friendly. Um, that 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 so that they can understand because it's their first time. They don't understand that. They don't get the things. They don't understand the you know the level of frustration that I'm speaking with sure. right now. They don't you Jim Ferrara you get this because you are in the situation all the time you know exactly what I'm talking about but but the couple has no idea unless we explain it to them in a way that they can kind of um you know understand so hmm. all right um uh I have something here that might not be the norm uh where it says house rules and it says the photographer is limited by the guidelines of the officiant slash church or the reception site manager. Um, the client agrees to accept the technical results of their imposition on the photographer. Negotiation with any guideline is a client's responsibility. Basically saying, yes. hey, if the if the venue says um, you can't have your bags in the reception room, which I've seen before. And they're like, I'm like, okay, where can I put my bags? And they go, in a closet, three rooms away. You're like, great. So now you got to change the lens and go that far away, whatever the case is, because you're not allowed to have any bags in the room, you know. Hey, that's going to happen. Or the church says, no, I'm sorry, you can't go past this aisle. Well, I, that stinks because now I'm 400 feet away. You know, all that kind of stuff is protecting you. You don't want to talk to the bride at the, at the time, but you don't want to get yourself in any trouble. So you got to have something like that saying that uh, you need to listen to the, the rules of the establishment and abide by them. Yeah. Um, I, I have the exact same section in my in my contract there. Okay. Um, yep. So, okay. Um, I um, think... Moving on. Mm-hmm. I, you, you mentioned everything there. I got this thing about wedding album. That's nothing too exciting. Online proofing, not exciting. Um, I have a thing about timeline. You kind of said that about the two hours and, 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 all, and everything there. Uh, family portraits. I say this. is This I like. Let me, say, let me put this out there because I think I told the story once before that a wedding last year, um, the bride hadn't, didn't see her dad in 10 years and was showing up for the pre-wedding, um, the the event that the, that night, and wasn't even sure if he was showing up. Didn't doesn't know, and he did show up. So and it was very awkward, and she doesn't you know get along with him or didn't even want him there. So no way am I going to be the one saying, oh, let's get you and your dad together for a photo and huggy, kissy, kissy. No, no, because I don't know anyone's responsibility or or not response. I don't know anyone's relationship they have with their family, friends, or anyone else. So here I say nothing is typical. And every family is different. It's up to the couple to decide who is in any and all group family photos and any combinations there. You cannot hold us liable 
for any missing people or missing combinations. It, it has to be up to you. And I tell them that on the contract. They see it during the checklist the week of the wedding. And I tell them that when we talk. So just to make it all clear, don't come back to me saying, you didn't get a photo of me and my mom. I'm like, well, I, your mom was off smoking the whole day. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you, you got to grab your mom and be like, hey, let's get a photo together. Or then remind me to say, please, can I get a photo of me and my aunt or me and so-and-so and I'll make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I have a limit of liability section and a performance section. <laughs> uh, the performance section is the performance is, um, you know, on behalf of AB shall be contingent upon acts of God, flood, fire, warfare, government laws, regulations, blah, 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 beyond your control. There's nothing we can really do about it. Um, and I have a limited liability section. Um, I, it, okay. So this one I think is important where it's basically, um, every effort will be made to provide high quality services. Um, and every, every effort will be made to, to deliver requested photographs. However, because a wedding is an uncontrolled event, AB cannot guarantee delivery of specifically requested images. And it just says that straight up because it is, you know, you can't, you know, you can only do what you can do. And if, and if it was a totally controlled event in terms of time and there weren't other people, other people involved, you could, you know, set up everything, you know, as you could. But, right. um, uh, so it says AB will not hi- be hi- held liable for the finished product or incomplete coverage in the event of time restrictions or constraints placed on the photographers by the client or outside vendors, including ceremony, venue restrictions or policies. In the unlikely event of emergencies, um, it may be necessary to retain an alternative photographer. Um, and I'll make every effort to secure a replacement professional um, that's willing to fulfill the contract. If such a situation should occur and a replacement is not found, um, responsibility and liability, here's a big one. The li- responsibility and liability is limited to the return of all payments received less the cost of any services already fulfilled such as the engagement session. Um, AB takes the utmost care um, with respect to exposure, um, transportation, processing of photographs, including um, professional-grade equipment, blah, blah, blah. However, in the unlikely event the client's photographs are lost, stolen, or destroyed for reasons within or beyond AB control, the liability is limited to the return of all payments received less the cost of any services already fulfilled such as the engagement session. The limit of liability shall not exceed the contract's price stated. Well, I'm going to read that again. The limit of liability shall not exceed the contract price stated. Um, uh, The limit of liability for partial loss of the originals shall be prorated, um, a prorated amount um, of the exposures lost based on the percentage of total number of originals. So if, if I've lost, for example... 20% 20% of the wedding that's beyond my control, um, that's the limit of liability that I could be sued for, 20% of the total cost of the package. You know what I mean? Now, how much that actually holds up, who knows? And is this overprotecting myself? Yes, it absolutely is. Would I ever expect to have to use it? Do I ever want to use it? Absolutely not. Am I, right. you know, like it is It is a worst case scenario, but it's like that is a, I think it's a huge section of our contracts for that limit of liability. If and when every, something ever did go down, hey, this is the contract you signed. Um, you know, the limit of liability does not exceed the contract price as it stated. So even though I have $2 million of liability, the most somebody could sue me for, based on this contract, is the total cost of the package itself. You know? Um, good at least- point. That's a good point. That's a real, real good point. Um, 
I got to adjust something on mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm a corporation, so they're limited anyway. But uh, And I think if it gets down to that point, any uh, reputable attorney would be like, um, you can't hold a photographer responsible because of this and this and this because the venue you right. know, had a flood or whatever. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, that's a good point. So it's, it is a um, cover-your-ass kind of thing, but I think it's uh, important to have in there. And yeah, you know, you can you can listen back to what I said, but if you just Google limit of liability photography contract, you're going to find different people saying similar things. Um, but I would I would have that in there, you know, listeners that are listening to this. I think that's an important, important. It part. is. Yeah. Again, so. this is really important. You you number one, backing up to what you first said, you have to have insurance. You cannot just go out there and because anything can happen. You can break something that's worth, a, a th- you know, thousands of dollars by accident back back into something you don't know. Regardless of your equipment, it's not just if you break your camera or lens. It's about you breaking something else in someone's home or the, or the establishment. You know, you got to protect yourself. A and then B, you have to have a contract. I only one wedding ever I didn't have a contract with, and I talked about that one. The one that was like in the city that I had. It was last minute. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a scam and end up coming end up happening. But it was just a time frame. Two days before the wedding, I still didn't get a retainer, let alone a contract. And I didn't charge them that much. And I realized I didn't even have a contract with them. I, yeah. I'm walking in the city that day without nothing. So I'm like, it's all fine. But uh, that was my mistake. So because mm-hmm. uh, I did have to take uh, two couples to court. Um, I'll tell the story quick, but uh, I'm a corporation. And I le- realized then that I couldn't go to small claims. I only found that out after the fact. But once you go to small, small claims court and file the case, uh, the, the person there said 95% of the time you're going to get your money. And I did with one couple. They owed me about 800 bucks. Um, I got the money, all good. They ended up breaking up, and I would have never sold that money otherwise. And if I didn't have a contract, I would have had nothing. Hmm. So, and the other couple, I had to take to court almost twice. I filed the paperwork twice. The first time, she kind of made it a little better, then was MIA for a while. Then second time around, I did again through, through city court, which means you can sue for more than 3000 I don't know if that's a state thing or a nationwide thing. Hmm. Anyway. And then, uh, then she made it better with payments for X amount of months up until it was paid off. And the only thing she had from her wedding was the blog posts that we did afterwards, which are small images and they were watermarked at the time. I didn't release the gallery to her because of that case, she can just order some prints, make her own book yeah. and then be happy. And she won't have the digital files, but maybe she doesn't care. So cause just because you take someone to court doesn't mean you're going to get paid. It just means the judge rules in your favor. It's a whole other ballgame if they just don't decide to pay you. It's a lot to get them arrested and all that. It's, it's a real – it's not that easy because it's just you – know, of course, like, this. look, it's just a few thousand dollars here. It's not like it's that much. They look at it like that. So mm. protect yourself. Have the contract. You know, if you have to file a case and present them with papers and you don't have a contract, I, yeah. I, I, you're just asking for trouble. Yep. Um, I only have one other section in here in my contract that I think is worth mentioning. Uh, it is event locations. Um, while AB may offer the client suggestions for locations to shoot wedding day portraits, it's the client's responsibility to secure all locations, including any reservation fee required to use a particular location or venue. Um, That's a great point. Yep. The client is also responsible for informing AB of any venue location that requires um, liability insurance information to be provided. Um, so very often we'll have a venue and they need liability insurance, but I may not know that client's responsibility to let me know. Um, yeah. and, but, but that other part is important because, 
um, it's the client's responsibility to secure locations. Sometimes I feel like I'm going through things with clients and, and there's a particular venue in the Western New York area that's a state park that now wants uh, photographers to pay a fee to use the state park, um, which drives me mad to begin with. Uh, but uh, if that's the case, fine, I'm gonna, that is going to get passed on to the clients. I'm not, I'm not paying for a state park you know, fee that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot there maybe two times a year. So I basically say, if, you know, I just had a wedding there actually a few weeks ago. And I was like, hey, you know, just so you know, this particular state park now wants to charge a fee. Um, if, if you're interested in using that location, just make sure that you contact them. Here's the information and make sure you get the permit taken care of. Yeah, um, I think that's, un- that's understood. Even though it might not be understood, it's a good point. Um, I never had anyone assume that the photographer would pay for that. Right. They're the one wanting to go there, but that's yeah. not a bad cause. Except, except the thing is, is like with this one venue, like they have a, they have one for photographers, right? So you can either get a permit as a photographer and if you have it, you can just go there and whatever, or there's like a day permit, you know? So I have yeah. the clients get the day permit and then I'll, you know, we'll work off of that. But anyway, I think that that's pretty much it as far as, uh, yeah. you know, unless you had anything else on your contract, you uh, wanted to no, mention. one thing we didn't cover the, the, uh, failure to perform on your end or the photographer's end. Uh, I have a clause saying that in the highly unlikely event that the photographer fails to perform for any reason, active nature, illness, causes beyond the control of either party, then JFP shall return all money paid to the client mm. uh, or substitute another comp- competent professional photographer to cover the event with a similar style. Yeah. Um, well, I think we kind of did, but they're, they're in kind of different sections, you know, but okay. from what all we right, talked right. so about. I, just, but, I put that in one clause. Just to, That's yeah. mostly for them. Yeah. I've never had to do that. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a call once on a, on a panic. Well, actually twice. I did one wedding the day before, but then uh, once the day of a wedding, someone called me up saying, you're available. By the time I got back to them, they already found someone. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, but man. Yeah, well, so you get some good points. I'm going to, when I get some time, I'm going to add to this. Yeah. I've, I've got to, I've got to add a couple of little things in there myself. So yeah. I knew that was going to happen <laughs> if, if we, if we went through this. Um, so listeners, I hope this was a uh, helpful information, especially if you're new starting out, getting your contract together, or maybe even if you are, are a little bit seasoned and, you know, like I think uh, Jim and I both picked up things from each other on this. And so uh, maybe uh, you did as well. So, uh, thanks for uh, listening in. Uh, we, uh, this has been episode number seventy. And uh, Jimmy Ferrara, thanks for thanks for jumping in, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you had me. This is this is fun. I love doing this. Um, where can uh, where can people find you? Uh, it's jamesferrara.com is the website, and J Ferrara Photo is the uh, Instagram and the Facebook page and all that. And funny little side note, I just came across a J Ferrara photography and a guy in Florida uh, who does like marine stuff and uh, him and I were just talking about that I think him and I the only James Ferraris in the country doing photography it's kind of funny but but, you know if we ever had a thing about domain (laughs) names I own all J Ferrara domains so jferrara.com jamesferrara.com you should should just try and upsell them you know yeah right yeah hey I'll sell you jferrarphoto.com that's right Uh, and my name is Andy Buscemi last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I and uh, you can Google my name and find me on social media that way. Uh, join join us in the uh, the Wedding Photographers Unite Facebook group, and uh, we'll hope to see you there. Uh, thanks for listening, and everybody, to episode number seventy. This has been all about contracts, and uh, we'll catch you next time.